Changing Lanes, the official podcast of BMW. Welcome to this episode of Changing Lanes, the official podcast of BMW. I'm Nikki Shields. And I'm Jonathan Tilly. Now, today on the podcast, we've got a bit of a treat for all the BMW fans who are also fans of the new Marvel movie, Black Widow. We're going to yes. get into our, yeah, we're going to become movie geeks and <laughs> for, for, for a short spell anyway. Um, now, just a quick summary, I suppose, if you haven't seen it. So let's do a quick synopsis of what happens in the movie. It's an in-Marvel Studios action-packed spy thriller. Sounding good already. And Natasha Romanoff, aka Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Now, pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. Oh, it's sounding good, isn't it? Sounding good. Um, plus, we've got Florence Pugh starring as Yelena. She's a favourite actor of mine, I must say. We've got David Harbour portrayed as Alexi, the Red Guardian. Rachel Wise is Melina. And then, Jonathan, I know you are very excited because, of course... The actor playing Natasha, a.k.a. Black Widow, is, of course, Scarlett Johansson. I'm a huge fan. I'm trying to hold it together here, but, like, this is just... I've been waiting for this for so long with the Avengers. You know, you have them all together, and then you're just waiting for that one person to have that break-off movie, you know? And it's finally coming with Scarlett Johansson, and I could not be happier. I'm a huge Scarlett Johansson fan, huge Black Widow fan. It's like, finally, she's getting her time to shine with her own feature film. So this is this is definitely the podcast for me. So why is this relevant to BMW is exactly. what I want to know. <laughs> what does this have to do with BMW? Well, Although, yes, I am a huge Marvel fan and a Scarlett Johansson fan. Our focus today, bring it together, Jonathan, is on the BMW X3 and a BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe that are actually stunt cars in the movie, which is even more exciting for me. So this is just ticking all my boxes. Have you ever been involved in any stunts? Just well, interest. No. Intentional I, stunts, I'm in, in, That's the thing. <laughs> Intentional stunts, no. Have I been into a couple fender benders? Yes. <laughs> Were they my fault? I'm not going to answer that. Um, was I paid for it? No. Did I know what I was doing? No. A stuntman, I would call myself a Marvel fan, right? A Black Widow fan, but and most definitely a BMW fan. But uh, have you been in any stunts? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Again, not intentional ones. Intentional. <laughs> Driven some cool cars, but there was no there stunt involved. <laughs> there you go. So, well, speaking about stunts, you know, how are these stunts done? And my big question that I've always wondered, and I'm so excited to relay the information to our podcast listeners, is are movie cars real? Like, how do they actually do it, right? And I mean, after all, there's a scene in the movie that's coming out with squealing tires and drifts and 180-degree turn at full speed, full-on high-octane, full-on high-speed, full-on high-adrenaline chase through the center of Budapest, and... Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow and Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova take on an armored car and a host of motorcycles and the BMW X3. Oh, I cannot wait to see this. And then they say that there's suddenly an explosion and a shockwave hits the SUV, which overturns as it's spinning on its toes like a dancer. I'm 
dying to see this film. And now this is a huge action scene, as you can tell from from how I'm describing it. And it's all edited together and beautifully done. But behind the scenes, when this exact moment happened, a few moments later, when they were filming it, you would hear cut, 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 cut from Darren Prescott. So who's Darren Prescott? the second unit director for the film's stunt team, right? And he's happy with this shot, and it's in the can, but the next stunt awaits. And as luck would have it, we did have a chance to speak with Darren about the stunts with this car and have some super exciting behind-the-scenes info for you. Yes, so lucky that we got to hear um, all about Darren's stories from filming this because, you know, don't get me wrong, the movies are great, but it's the the behind-the-scenes, the sneak peeks into how movies are actually created is what I particularly find exciting. And I love understanding it as well because, totally. you know, they there's so much preparation that goes into it. And, you know, sometimes it's just literally a few seconds of action that you see on our screens. But the work that has gone into it, the preparation um, is just, is, is quite mind blowing, to be honest. Um, but, but basically, Darren's was sort of explaining that you can kind of transform any vehicle into a stunt car. It's just a question of time and creativity. And I'm also guessing budget as well. (laughs) Um, But of course, what really matters is what the script dictates, you know, what's Mm. the storyline and and how can you showcase off the action um, in the best way possible. He did also go through about how you can prepare a car for stunts. So you can do things like, for example, you switch off functions such as the ESP or the safety assistance. Um, You can also do things like replace the engine or even tear off the entire body of the car and rebuild it from scratch. So I Can mean, you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, these guys, they're equipped to do pretty much anything. Um, now, this I thought was very interesting. In preparation for this film and then used in the production of the film, they used a total of 13 BMW X3s. So yeah, that's quite a lot (laughs) uh, for one stunt, but we will get to obviously see the action and I'm sure it was all worth it. Um, And also just to point out, you know, it's the production vehicles, remember, that also need to be primed and prepped as much as the stunt cars. Obviously, we see the stunt cars on camera, but if you're in a a scene where a car is, you know, driving at hundreds of miles per hour, rapid speeds through varying terrains, you of course need a vehicle that can also do the same because they need to film that stunt car. Exactly. Um, And although, you know, Jonathan, I know you asked me, I haven't actually done any sort of official stunts, but what I have done a lot of is obviously driving shots. And Mm. when I'm doing driving shots with a car, you need to have a a special car with a, you know, a camera, sort of a jib, which is a camera that kind of swings around and can zoom in and zoom out and move around you as the car moves. And, you know, that's just for me doing very basic uh, car reviews. So I can't imagine the kind of kit that you have when you're talking about a movie of this sheer size and scale. Um, and of course, I think he was mentioning just the work that went into it was was pretty painstaking, particularly into the, into the driving scene and how a few seconds of film really did require hours, days of planning. Most definitely. And this this is what blows my mind. We see it for like two, three seconds on screen, but like all the prep work, all the ideas. And, 
you know, what if the car goes in the wrong direction? You have to prep everything or go back to the drawing board or be creative and be on your toes. So this behind the scenes stuff is what I live for. So Darren also said that um, how a vehicle is modified, especially speaking about, you know, how to modify a car taking off the entire body, how a vehicle is modified for a movie stunt depends on what is being asked of it in the scene in question. I mean, this makes sense, right? If you're just going to do, like you were saying, some nice, nice outside shots around the car where it's all pristine before, middle and end, great. But if you have to like tear off a door or do something with it optically, you have to move and go with the flow. Now, the manufacturer's driving safety devices are the first decision point for the stunt team. These are needed most definitely in road traffic and we're all about safety. But for film, different requirements apply to stunt scenes and movie cars. I mean, obviously, right? So, for an example, a car that corners neatly doesn't give the same thrill on screen as when the X3 drifts around a corner. So that's why they fit a mechanically rebuilt handbrake in the stunt car to create not one, but a second braking system for the stunt people to do their stunts. I mean, this is That's just cool. That's so really cool. Because cool. I do miss the old school mechanical handbrake. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> so, they've built the perfect car. <laughs> exactly. And here's a fun fact for you. So stunt drivers, they're usually invisible to the camera. I mean, this makes sense, right? If you're looking at Scarlett Johansson driving the car, you think it's her. But here's the magic of the behind the scenes. These stunt drivers are either sitting behind the actor, right? So the actor's in front and they're sitting behind the seat, I think, and like holding the wheel or, or driving from back there. However, or this is what totally blows my mind. There is a cage structure on the roof of the car from where the stunt drivers can control the vehicle. And then in post-production with visual effects or VFX, they create the perfect illusion, erasing the cage, the stunt driver completely, that you only see Scarlett Johansson driving the car. I mean, this is just... Mad. Completely mad. So not only does the stunt driver have to perform a stunt, he also has to perform it from sitting on a cage, sitting on top of the roof of a car. Exactly. (gasps) Oh, I hope they get paid the big bucks for that. (laughs) I mean, the other thing to talk about, of course, with this is safety, because these stunts are clearly very high risk. No matter how much training these stunt drivers have, there's always going to be an element of danger involved when you're, you know, rolling cars, going at speed, performing these kind of stunts. And A couple of the things that they do, for example, they always will install roll cages in Mm. the chassis and actually hide roll bars in things like the wheel arches so that the tires don't blow out. And also they will always reinforce the bumpers as well. So you're basically trying to make this the sort of the safest car there is on wheels, um, which is obviously really important. And I think there's, there's one scene actually in the Black Widow movie where the stunt car driver actually maneuvers the BMW X3 through a 180 turn at full throttle. Uh, He grazes a street lamp with the side of the car, um, and uh, as you do. And of course, the team had to actually install bars in the SUV to protect the people inside, uh, which is is 
very good to hear, but I'm sure we would have expected it anyway. <laughs> exactly. Safety first and then the really cool trick second. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, one of the challenging action scenes was the Budapest chase scene with the BMW mm. X3. And there was also some choreographed driving scenes with the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe that uh, we mentioned earlier. And again, with all of this, everything is planned, prepared right down to the smallest detail. Um, and the other thing to really consider when we're talking about these stunts is they really have to actually be captured in one take. <laughs> no pressure, which again is not easy because of course, every time you do a take, you ruin a car. Uh, yeah. So it, it's not that easy to just go, okay, reset, let's take that again. Yeah. Um, of course, if a car overturns, well, I think they have about half a day to sort of fix it up and then get filming again. Um, and then I think for a new take, for a completely new take, you need to allow a whole day. So Jeez. that's a lot of time to not well, waste is maybe the wrong word, but that's a lot of time to spend, um, you know, preparing it. And and of course, time equals money. So it's an mm. expensive business doing all of these stunts. Um, you know, if you think about it in a fight scene, if they don't like the camera angle in a fight scene, yeah, they just change it straight away and just shoot right. it again. But uh, if you, unfortunately, with a stunt, if you then watch it back and you don't like the camera angle that you've been doing the car stunt filming at well that's a big problem because you know as Darren says you can't rehearse it uh if you haven't got the scene in the can after three takes well um then I think uh they have to rethink it and actually you know think again about maybe doing that scene altogether exactly and that's what he said sometimes if it just doesn't work out after one two maximum three takes you got to improvise be on the balls of your feet and then go with the flow and even in one scene for example there's a vehicle that collides with multiple cars while driving and you know, they tried to get as many cars on set as possible, but they didn't have that much time to put everything together exactly as they wanted in the script, right? So the visual effects team added more cars afterwards to enhance the visual impact. So that's the thing. You got to go with the flow. Whenever you're shooting, you want to give as much as possible for the camera, but sometimes budgets are tight, time is, you're behind on time, there's delays, and you just gotta get it done. So um, you have to go with the flow and stay open to the possibilities on set and also, be very nice to the people at post-production to help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do like post-production. <laughs> Make sure they've got all the chocolate and, uh, and tea that they always require. Exactly. You want to be friends with them. Um, yeah, because I thought, I also think like when you watch it, you kind of think, ah, oh, these cars, they must have superpowers, yeah. but they don't, you know, they yeah. are just literally the cars that we see on our roads with, with adaptations. There's no kind of, um, special powers. I mean, I think they probably obviously have a bit of special armor to protect the drivers, mm. but, uh, it's been really, really interesting watching, uh, these stunts that they've done with the cars. And I think Darren said that they had to redesign elements of the chase for the shoot in Budapest because of the cars they were using. So mm. actually, they've very much got the car in mind when they're planning these stunts and these chases. I think one of the examples Darren mentioned is that there's a car being chased by a motorcycle, which uh, he was like, okay, well, this is cool, but how could he help Scarlett Johansson actually use the car to show off all its strengths? So I think that's quite cool that they they think about the car as a bit of a character almost yeah. as well. Um, it's not just there to get you from A to B, that's for sure. Most definitely. <laughs> um, and I think he was also mentioning that the stunt team definitely made maximum use of its potential and both actors and the stunt team, I think, were surprised at just how dynamic the vehicles were and, and actually how little need there was for the tricks to 
help things along, which is which is pretty cool. There you go, BMW. Thank you so much. Exactly. So now, does that mean we can say we drive stunt cars? <laughs> the next time I get in my car, I'm just going to pretend to be a stunt driver. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to channel my uh, inner Scarlett Johansson <laughs> as I turn up to do my supermarket shop. <laughs> leap out of the car and strut in to buy my broccoli for dinner. <laughs> anyway, where were we? <laughs> Back to the real world where I'm not a stunt driver and instead we're recording a podcast. <laughs> um, here's a question for you because I am sure you are wondering, I mentioned at the beginning 13 BMW X3s were used Crazy. Uh, in the making of this movie and all the stunts. So you're probably wondering what happens to the modified and used stunt vehicles when filming is over. I always think of this as well. I see the car crash and I go, wow, that's amazing. That scene is over. Then I go, well, what happens? <laughs> what happens next? Can I, can I, <laughs> can I bid cut? for it and take it home with me? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, these stunt cars aren't authorized for road use, very sadly. So what happens if the vehicles remain in the studio's possession? Or they can sometimes go back to the manufacturer, depending on what condition they're in. And actually, occasionally, some of the vehicles go to collections and exhibitions. You know, if it's a movie like this, um, huge blockbuster film, then, you know, that will very much sit in a museum. That's amazing. So the last burning question that you might be thinking is a stunt car driver automatically a better driver? Now, this is something that like... Mm, what do we class as a better driver? <laughs> exactly, right? Like, how do you differentiate this? So when Darren was asked this question, he had to chuckle as well. And he said, you know, I know a few professional drivers and stuntmen who act like a soccer player on a hockey rink as soon as you put them in traffic. So... At the end of the day, a film set and rush hour traffic are two very different things. So that's that's good to know, right? This is a little bit reassuring. Yeah, exactly. And actually, you know, in one sense, I always think it's the same with racing drivers, stunt cars and racing drivers. They need to hold that driving license. Points on a driving license is not good for their career. So actually, I think they tend exactly. to be the more sensible drivers on there our roads. Most definitely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Changing Lanes. Hopefully you find it interesting and it's got you excited about watching the movie Black Widow. I'm really excited about this movie. So you can go and see Marvel Studios Black Widow in cinemas and let us know what you think. Send us an email and uh, maybe we can have a chat about how much we all enjoyed Black Widow. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. And of course, dive deeper into all things BMW by heading on over to BMW.com to learn more. I'm Jonathan Tilly. And I'm Nikki Shields. And this has been Changing Lanes. See you next time. <laughs>